Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. How many know he deserves all the glory? In fact, before you sit down, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, you're in the right place at the right time <clears throat> right now. You can be seated this morning. We appreciate all of you being here today. And uh, what a wonderful presence of God. And we're just glad that you chose to come to church on a New Year's Eve morning. Uh, I think this is the best way to start off the year, right? In the house of God. And uh, if you're a believer, I can't believe that you won't come to church on New Year's Eve morning. Um, but you guys came. And I'm telling you, it's the right place to be before you start the new year. Come to the house of God to worship him and to give him praise. Uh, we've been in a series called Christmas Is. And what we've been talking about, what Christmas is all about. And you may be sitting there and say, well, Christmas is over. I'm here to tell you that Christmas is year-round here. Hallelujah. Jesus is the gift that just keeps on giving. And this morning, I'm going to preach on a subject that uh, may be overrated in some of your minds, but I think it's really something that we need to consider. I want to talk about joy. Say joy. Joy. You almost can't say joy without smiling a little bit. And so I think we all need some joy in our life. And I'm going to talk about that. And maybe you need a little bit of joy as you enter in 2024, a little bit more joy in 2024. So let me uh, read this scripture in Luke chapter 2, and then we're just going to dive right into this message this morning. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse number 10, it says, But the angel reassured them, this is the angel speaking to the shepherds, Don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your grace. I thank you for every person that's sitting in this building. Lord, you know everything about their lives and where they're at right now, and what state of mind, where they're at in their relationship, where they're at, God, in their heart right now. So I just pray that the Holy Spirit would speak into their life today, that you would soften their hearts. And God, I pray for the anointing of your spirit as I declare your word and let the people hear the voice behind the voice in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. And so many times there's a question about what joy really is. What is joy? When we're talking about joy, what is it? And it's, I'm here to tell you, it's not an up and down emotion like most of us may have in our hearts uh, or in our mind that we think about joy. In fact, this isn't joy. Why don't you show a picture of this guy right here? This is not joy. And uh, we may think that's joy, but that's kind of like an evil smile, isn't it? He's smiling. He may be joyous in what he's doing uh, because he's kind of an evil guy, but he, that's not real joy. And then put the picture of the next guy here. We may think that that's real joy right there, right? 
guys having a great time, and that's Santa Claus. But I want to say to you that that's not even the real joy that God's talking about, because sometimes we go to either extreme when we think of the Grinch or when we think about Santa. Some of you are saying, man, I'd rather have the Grinch's joy. It says a lot about what's in your heart, right? And so let's think about what is joy. Joy is not happiness. A lot of people confuse joy as being happy. And here's the problem with happiness. Happiness is based on what's happening. And when circumstances aren't good in your life, guess what? You're not happy. And many times in life, it's up and down. You may think may be happening good in your life, and yeah, you'll be happy. So happiness is not joy because there's different things that happen in our lives that we don't expect. There's a lot of things that uh, we didn't plan for. And even this past year, as you look at 2023, there were probably things that weren't happening the way you wanted them to be. And so, therefore, you're not as happy as you want to be. But I want to read a scripture here in Psalm 33. And this is a great picture of what joy is. It says, we're depending on God. I love the Message Bible. He's everything that we need. What's more... Our hearts brim with joy since we've taken for our own his holy name. Love us, it says, God, with all you got. That's what we're depending on. So real joy comes in knowing God. Real joy comes from strength when you have God in your life. It means that you know that no matter what's happening in your life, that God's with you, that no matter what the circumstance is, that whether you have less or whether you have more, it doesn't depend on what you have and what you possess, but basically you know that God loves you. Joy is the settled assurance, listen to me, joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of every detail of your life. That no matter what's happening in your life, that God's well aware, that you're confident, ultimately, that God is going to favor you. And today, I want to talk about that joy, because joy comes from God. In fact, Nehemiah makes a statement in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10. He tells the people, go and celebrate with a feast of rich food. You've had some rich food this past week and sweet drinks. A lot of soda in some of you. And share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. It says, this is the sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So there's something about joy that strengthens your life. There's something about joy that empowers your life. And joy is not always a facial expression, because when I look around this crowd, I mean, this crowd, you guys aren't all happy right now. Some of you, uh, you guys have a mugshot right now, if I could take a picture of you guys. So joy is not an expression, but it does produce an expression. It's basically knowing that God's purpose is working in your life, that no matter what circumstance, no matter what your health issues are, you know that God is in control. Pastor Isaac read a scripture right now in 1 Thessalonians. He says, always be joyful. How can that be? How can we always be joyful? Isn't that difficult? How can we always be joyful? So if you want to memorize the scripture, 
Three words right here. First Thessalonians 5.16, always be joyful. That'll be a scripture you can memorize. Always. Seriously, how, how can you be joyful when circumstances ain't working in your favor? How could you be joyful? See, here's our problem today. We're always waiting for the perfect circumstance in order to be jo- joyful. We're waiting for that moment, that special moment and everything is just right. And when everything just comes together, then you're going to be joyful. And how many know those moments don't last very long? You can have the perfect moment and it can be a perfect atmosphere. It can be exactly what you pictured, but then it doesn't last. And this is the message, I believe, of Christmas, is that real joy comes from knowing God. That it can last. I often think about if you've ever been in a hospital uh, waiting room and you watch the people that are there. There are people there that have some dire circumstances. There are people there that are wondering what's going to happen next. Have you ever been to a mall? Some of you have been to the mall the last couple of weeks and see people shopping, the last minute shopping. You ever see the stress on them? You guys ever people watch? I, I kind of like people watching. My wife hates it when I people watch. It's, and, then I, and then I start making circumstances like they're, they're in a rush right there. And I start, you know, out, you know, going on the whole story. I don't know anything about that person. You ever do that? Uh, am I the only weird one? I create this whole story, circumstance. They can't, you know, they're running. You know, they've got the last. They got to get on a plane in an hour, and they got to get the last minute. I do this whole story about them. But the people, again, we, we're waiting for the right circumstance. We're waiting for the perfect conditions. Like going to Disneyland. We think, man, if I can just go to Disneyland, it would just be so perfect. That would bring me so much joy. And if you've ever gone to Disneyland, as you enter in Disneyland, you ever watched all the people that go into Disneyland? You know, they take the picture right in front of the, the Mickey Mouse, and everybody's happy, everybody's excited, and then you got to go through waiting line, and then you got, you're hungry, and then have you ever seen people walking out of Disneyland? <laughs> or watching the kids that they watch out? Let, let's see a couple pictures of these kids leaving Disneyland. <laughs> There's one right there. How about this other kid right here? Yeah, these two kids, they're just like, man. And this last one, I like this one. This is a good one. That's usually what happens after you're leaving Disneyland. You were joyful. You were excited. Everything was great. But it only lasts for a moment. It doesn't last forever, right? And so we look at the shepherds when, uh, when they announce or when, when the angels announced the coming of the Lord, the angels said, it is good news, be joyful. And so we're going to look at a couple of characters here as fast as I can. We are going to take communion toward the end of the service here. And I think it's going to be a special moment. But again, what I want to look at is few characters in the Bible, that they had to experience joy, and it came when they didn't expect it. In fact, the book of Romans says this, everything written in Scripture was written to teach us in order that we might have hope through the patience and encouragement which the Scripture gives us. So when we look in the Bible, the Bible stories aren't just written there so that they could just be there. They're written there for us, for our encouragement, to teach us something. 
And so here's what I want to say, first of all, write this down. Joy is right here, right now. Joy is in this moment right now. A lot of us thinking, man, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too joyous. I just want to tell you that if you're going to have joy, joy is here. Have you ever gone to the mall and you're looking for, why don't you show that thing where you, you want to know where you're at in the map? Did you guys write, put that up there? See, you say, you, you are here. You always wonder, where am I at? You ever gone to this big mall and you're going, where am I at? It's right here. I want to tell you right now that joy is here, right here, right now. Joy is not something you got to go to. Joy is here right now. Now, the issue is, are you going to let joy fill your heart or are you going to be searching for something? Look at the scripture said in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. Suddenly, say suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them. And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. So these guys are taking care of sheep. Now I just want you to realize sheep are not exciting when they're awake. They're less exciting when you're watching them at night. Little pumps of little, you know, cotton everywhere and all these little pumps of things. And you're sitting there waiting. But all of a sudden, suddenly the Bible says... In their routine, in their business, and what they were doing at that moment, in the midst of life, they're there taking care of sheep, they're working, they're taking care of their flock, and suddenly, out of nowhere, they didn't even, weren't even expecting it where they were at, suddenly the angels came and began to share with them the news, this good news that I talked about last week, this news of great joy, it came on them when they didn't expect it came on them at that moment right where they were at it came right here are you with me so joy can come here right now in the midst of where you're at right now wherever you're at it can come suddenly see what blocks the barriers of joy what blocks the barriers of joy is our attitude sometimes because we can say well you know if I do this, I'll find joy. If I leave my wife, I find joy. If I leave my family, I find joy. I know it sounds odd to you, but it's really funny when I talk to people and they say, well, I, I need to be happy. I need to be joy. So I'm going to leave my wife. I'm going to divorce. I'm going to leave the, the city. I'm going to leave the state and I'll find joy. I'm going to leave this job and I'm going to find joy. The Bible says suddenly or all of a sudden, all of a sudden everything changed when the angels announced that joy of Jesus being born. How many know that things can change suddenly in your life for the worse? All it has to be is all of a sudden you get a phone call. All of a sudden you're driving and somebody runs into you. All of a sudden you get a diagnosis. All of a sudden, things turn to the worse. But I'm here to tell you that all of a sudden, things can turn for the better. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, joy can come in your life. Suddenly, things can change immediately, no matter what the circumstances is. Because joy is not about circumstances. Joy is about him. Here's the second thing I want to tell you is joy is sent. The Bible says that the angels announced the birth of Christ 
And they told him here in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it says, they were terrified, but the angels reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. And they said, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in, in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And so some people don't realize that joy was sent over 2,000 years ago so that we can have it right now. And some people are working hard to get it. Some people are working and say, man, I'm working so I can have joy. If I could just work and work. How many know workaholics are not joyful? Man, if I just work at it, if I just take care of this and do all of this, and some people think joy is just ignoring all the bad news and I, all of this, but I'm here to tell you today that joy is not some lucky circumstance. Joy is not something that all of a sudden, you know what, if I hit the lottery, some of you waiting to hit the lottery, then I'm going to be joyful. Have you read the studies of people that have hit the lottery? And how many of them end in divorce? How many of them end up bankrupt? How many end up in a fight over the money? Man, this is, man, if I just had $1 million, I'll give you an illustration. If you got a million dollars, you got, if you told me today, hey, pastor, I got a phone call and I, and I want a million dollars, that's good news. Am I right? If you got a million dollars, praise God. Keep coming. Hallelujah. <laughs> we'll find a cause for you to give to at some point. Now, that, 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 that's good news, but if I want a million dollars, it's joyful for me too. Amen. I say, yeah. So joy is something that comes from above, though. The Bible says, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. So there's something about it. Jesus came for you and I to give us joy, to fulfill our lives today. The Bible says all of a sudden these angels showed up. They weren't expecting them, and joy was sent to them. And here's what the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 17. After seeing him, the angels went to see uh, Jesus, uh, the baby Jesus in the manger. The shepherds told everyone what had happened. And what the angel had said to them about this child and all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. So again, joy was sent, then they shared it, and they told other people. I'm here to tell you, when you got the joy of God, you're not afraid to tell other people about the joy that God put in your life. This is the time to share it. I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that people are experiencing, and a lot of it is not joy. It's time to share this joy with people, especially right now, this past week and going into the new year. People are looking like, man, I need to change. You know what you need? You need the joy of God in your life. I need to work out. I mean, all that is good. I need to stop eating this, and I need to get on a diet. And all of those things are good. None of those things are bad. It'll last about a month, and, and you know... <laughs> Those of you that go to the gym, you hate the gym in January. It's all packed out. Everybody's there like, yeah, you know, and it lasts about a week or two. You'll see all kinds of people on Facebook and Instagram taking pictures of themselves at the gym. 
By March, all that's over and it's done. I'm just being honest. Joy is the journey. Write that down. Joy is the journey. It's a process. It's not just an instant fix. And I think people are, are into quick fixes today. They want joy really quick. The Bible says in Matthew 2, the wise men, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy and they began the process of following that star. Uh, many scholars believe that they followed that star for six months. So it was the journey. It wasn't something that was instant. It, it was the journey. It wasn't a, a, an instant push, it, push button. They, they, it was the journey. And I want you to know in your walk with God and in life, joy is the journey. And sometimes there's going to be tears in that, in that journey. In fact, the scripture said that this way, crying may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It starts with tears. So many times your joy will start with tears, but when you recognize God's in it, joy comes in the morning. Jesus said it this way in John 16, 20. I love the, his illustration. You will grieve, but your grief will be turned to joy. And then he said this. It's as a woman giving birth to a child that has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born... She forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. That is the joy. I gave you the illustration of my wife uh, when, when we, she was having the baby there. And, and there it is, man. She's about to have it. She's in pain. She's in anguish. She's like, oh, my goodness. Uh, I can't believe I'm in this position right now and she has that baby and then she they put that baby on her and she looks at me with a big smile and she says I can do it again <laughs> that's called insanity hallelujah that's called crazy what is it the reward of giving birth to that baby it was painful it was full of anguish but then when she saw the baby she became filled with joy See, there's a lot of people that are looking for a thrill to bring joy. They're looking for joy in a bottle. A lot of people, ah, today I'm going to get loaded. Yeah, you, you, yeah, then you get hungover. Then what? Then you say stupid things. Then what? Then you look like an idiot. Then what? You know, all of that. People, they're looking for uh, something in a, in a drug. You know, if I could just get this drug, then I'm going to be filled with joy. And those drugs were out. They're looking for, you know, a relationship, a new relationship. Anything that walks on two legs. Let me just tell you, that's not going to bring you joy. And I'm just being honest. All of a sudden, you're worse off than you were before. Like, my God, why did I get together with that guy or that girl? Because you were looking for instant joy. See, what we're really looking for is not joy. You're looking for an adrenaline rush. You're looking for a feeling. You're not looking for something that's going to last. Joy is the journey. And so we got to look at life, that, that life is the journey. And there are ups and downs. But if you trust God, he'll change things around. When I begin to look at the scripture, here's the scripture that really I came across uh, really kind of last week. And I think it'll really help some of you. Because I begin to think about some things in my own life and circumstances that I'm looking at. And, and I begin to think, I'll go, okay, Lord, how is this going to, how are you going to work through this circumstance? What are you going to do here? 
God, you know, I, I don't want this circumstance in my life to discourage me. I don't want this circumstance in my life to get me down. What? It, it's part of the journey. And I, and I realize this. This is what the scripture that came, Psalm 148, 13. Let them all praise the name of the Lord, for his name is very great. His glory, look at the, to this, his glory towers over the earth and heaven. I begin to picture this in my journey and maybe in your journey that no matter what's happening, that his glory towers over it. No matter what your circumstance, God's still on the throne. Hallelujah. That his glory towers over every circumstance, over every situation. Uh, you got to recognize even when you're crying, uh, even when you're in pain, uh, even when you're grieving, even when you're feeling inadequate, even when you don't have the answers, uh, that joy is the journey, that joy comes in the morning, uh, that God is with you, that he towers over that circumstance. And joy, number four, can be scary at times. How can it be scary? Well, there's a guy named Simeon. We don't know him. He's not as popular as the wise men. He's not as popular as Mary and Joseph. But Simeon was there when they brought Jesus to the temple to dedicate him. This is where we get baby dedication because they, we don't baptize babies, but we dedicate them to the Lord. And the Bible says they brought Jesus to the temple and Simeon was the priest and they prayed over him and dedicated him to the Lord. But he recognized that this baby was not just an ordinary baby, but that this baby was the Messiah. This baby was the savior of the world. And he makes this statement that's really kind of interesting, that kind of really kind of shocks everybody, but I want to read it to you. Luke chapter 2, verse 34. Then Simeon blessed them, so he gave his blessing. And then he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many people in Israel to fall. Boy, that's an encouraging message. Yeah, this baby, this baby right here, she, he's going to cause a lot of people to fall. He's really going to cause an uproar. And then he said, but he, will bring, but he will be a joy to many others. So how is it that this baby is going to cause some to fall and cause others to have great joy? How is it that this baby, the announcement of this baby or the coming of this baby is going to bring this uh, sentiment of of uh, sentiment of 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 falling, or this thing where people are not going to appreciate who he is, but others are going to have great joy. Others are going to have excitement and great joy over it. Well, when Jesus was born, he caused many people that were in power, who were holding on to things, uh, he caused them to fall. The religious leader fell because they were hanging on to what they had. Herod fell 
because of what he had. He was hanging on to the government power. Some of the people fell because they were expecting Jesus to come in a different way. They didn't recognize Jesus for who he was. And it's the same thing today. It's the same scare today. When Jesus, when you talk about Jesus, people don't want to let go of what they have in order to hold on to Jesus. It's scary. In fact, this message for what I'm preaching today is scary for some of you that don't know the Lord. You don't know Christ. You're not depending on Christ right now. You're depending on a lot of other things. And, and you're, you're depending, man, while you, you have this whole plan in your life. While my whole plan is built on my education, education's not bad. My whole life is built on my career. None of that is bad. My whole life is built on my marriage and my family and whatever you're building your life on. But can I tell you, that's not going to really bring you great joy. It may bring you moments of joy. And this Jesus said, I come to give you true joy. He said in John 15, 11, I've spoken these things to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. In that whole chapter, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. In other words, true joy comes by having a relationship with me. And this is where many people are scary because many people, they don't want to have a relationship with Christ or that they're not willing to commit to Christ. And so therefore, it's scary to them and therefore it causes them to fall away. Are you with me? I know it's not a popular script thing that I'm saying to you. But in order to hold on to God, you got to let go of some things. And that's scary. It's like the guy that fell off the cliff. And as he fell off the cliff, he grabbed a hold of a branch. And he looked up there and he said, man, if there's anyone up there, please help me. And all of a sudden, the voice of God came out and said, let go of the branch. And he, and he looked up, he goes, let go of the branch, trust me. The man looked up again. He goes, is there anyone else up there? <laughs> a lot of us today, we don't want to trust God. Yeah, I thought it was funnier than I, anyway. We don't want to trust God. We're, we're holding on to other things. A lot of us, we're just like gamblers. We're, we want to just, man, I'm going to pull the level on this or lever on this thing and that thing. And that, that's going to bring me joy. And God says, I'm the one that can bring you joy. I'm the one that can fulfill your life. And the last thing here, number five, write this down. Joy is a difficult choice. Mary had great joy, but she had a difficult choice. In fact, she wrote about, uh, there's a few verses of the song that, that uh, the song of Mary, they call it, in Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Uh, Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices and God my Savior, because she needed a Savior too. For he took notice of this lowly servant. From now on, generations will call me blessed. So she's singing with great joy that God had chosen her to give birth to Christ. But can I tell you, it did not start that way. She had to come to the realization. She had to realize it was a difficult choice. In Luke chapter 1, verse 29, look at what it says. When the angel spoke to her, she, she was confused and disturbed. 
Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel said, for you have found favor with God. So here's what's going on. When she first got the news, the Bible says she was confused and she was disturbed. Or another translation said she was afraid. Why? Because she was a teenage girl. And she was a virgin. And could you imagine the angel of God telling her, hey, you're going to be pregnant and you're going to conceive by the Holy Spirit and you're going to be pregnant with God. And she's saying, how could this be? What am I going to tell Joseph? God got me pregnant. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, she's wondering. It caused a little bit of confusion and a little bit of fear, but she had to make a choice. And when she finally made that choice that, you know what? This is God. I'm going to trust God no matter what. The Bible said then she begins to sing and she begins to rejoice, and she begins to trust God. See, joy is found on the other side of difficult decisions in your life. If you want true joy, you're going to have to make some difficult decisions to trust God. There may be some choices that you may have to let go of some relationship that are holding you back from God. There may be some decisions where you're going to have to rearrange your life so that God can be a priority in your life. That you're going to have to make some decisions to say, I've got to stop doing this. I've got to let go of that. It's a difficult decision, but it's worth the joy. It's a difficult decision, but man, the reward is the joy of God. I think about Jesus the Bible says that he was a man. He felt the same pain and the same, went through the same weaknesses and temptations as we do as a human being. And yet the Bible says he had to make a choice. This is what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He didn't necessarily look, he was not looking forward to the suffering of the cross. He wasn't looking forward to the pain of the cross. He wasn't looking forward to all of that, but he looked to God. He trusted God. It was a difficult choice, but he knew the joy that would come because he knew that after the cross and after the death, there's the resurrection that would change the lives of people. And he therefore said, I will go through it of the joy of that and so I'm here to tell you there's more to joy than you realize it's not dependent on things it's not dependent on people it's dependent on knowing who God is that I'm going to trust God no matter what the circumstances are in my life no matter what's happening in my life no matter what's going on I still got the joy of God I'm, I'm still able to come. And as I have watched people here at the altar this morning and people worshiping God out there, they have the joy of God. Now, here's what I know of the pastor, that I know many people at this altar, and I know what they're going through. I know what's happening in their life. I know the circumstances that they're in. But yet the joy of God, they sing and worship God right through it. That's the joy of the Lord. Jesus wants us to experience that joy. And let me read the scripture again in Matthew 15, 11. I've told you these things 
so that you can have the same joy that I have so that your joy will be the fullest possible joy. God wants to give you a fulfilled joy, a joy that is beyond what we can get on our own, a true joy, a real joy, the joy to the fullest possible today. So I'm going to pray. Why don't you bow your head out there and close your eyes. I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.